listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 341. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Hey, 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 you amazing human. Welcome back to another podcast episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. I am excited for you to be here today because we are talking about a topic that actually has been in my life for a very long time, and that is sponsorships. But specifically today, we're going to be talking about how to add additional revenue to your business with sponsorships. And joining us all the way from the good old US of A will be Justin Moore, who is the absolute wizard and go-to around sponsorships. Now, you see, sponsorships have been in my life for a very long time. My first business, Finley and Me, that I started back in 2010, I was actually one of Australia's leading parenting influencers. I was signed with companies like Netflix. I was one of only nine people signed with Netflix. Also worked with big brands like Hilton, Club Meds, Kohl's, Woolworths, Spotlights, and so many other amazing businesses. And what I learned in that first business is that you could diversify your revenue streams and not only make money, which was my e-com business at the time, but also through sponsorships. And I would make thousands and thousands of dollars through these particular uh, sponsors. And businesses such as online business owners or, do you know what I mean, service-based business owners think that they can't do this because they're not a creator or they're not an influencer. But I'm here to tell you, I help numerous businesses every year get sponsorship into their business. In fact, we also are going to be releasing sponsorship to the podcast, to my newsletter, to my conferences and upcoming events this year also. It is a glorious way for other people to leverage your audience, pay you, and help them get visible. So sit back, relax, and get ready because if you're looking at diversifying your revenue streams, you're going to want to be here today. Now, Get ready for an amazing episode. Get your pens ready. Get your notebooks ready because this could be a game changer for your business. Welcome to the show, Justin. What's going on, Angela? So thrilled to be here. I'm super excited to have you here today. And I know right before we were hitting record, I just want to say that we're so grateful that our good friends Omar and Nicole introduced us. They're such good humans doing good things. And I talk often about the power of making sure that you're getting yourself out there, making sure that you're connecting right people with the right people, but also being able to have confidence in yourself to ask people for help when you need it. I was looking at you know, different ways to, for sponsorship for my own business. And so I reached out to some people. I said to Omar, who do you know? And he connected me to you. And from there, we've been slowly able to build our own relationship. So there is power in collaboration. What are your thoughts about that? 
hundred percent. I mean, you know, if you don't uh, like closed mouths, don't get fed basically. <laughs> right. Yes. And uh, I think there's a lot of power in being a lifelong student and, uh, and our connection is a result of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now today we're going to be talking about sponsorships unleashed. And I talk about on this one, I really want to get into how to add additional revenue to your, to your business with sponsorships. But before we get started, I always like to ask a fun question so that my audience gets to know you a little bit better. So my fun question that I want to ask you is out of all the sponsorships and all the brands that you've worked with over time, what is the most memorable experience you've ever had? Not necessarily the best brand you may have worked with, but what's the most memorable experience you had the opportunity to engage in? Wow. Um, well, my wife and I uh, had the opportunity to get flown to Spain to ride on the maiden voyage of one of Royal Caribbean's new cruise lines. Wow, that sounds <laughs> and fun. That, <laughs> and, uh, you know, along with a lot of other kind of media personalities and stuff, we had a whole camera crew that followed us around the boat, filming a bunch of awesome content. And then we uh, got to, you know, come back home and edit it, edit that all together in a fun and uh, some fun footage and uh, release that on our social media account. So it was, and, and I must say we did spend a couple extra days going to Paris and it, it was a pretty sweet deal overall. And Oh, by the way, they paid us $20,000 also. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, please. I'll take five of those uh, and you can sprinkle a little bit more of that. So yes. How cool is that? Now, was that pre kid or post kids? That was our, look, one of our first trips, um, at like after we had had, uh, our child. So we flew to Minnesota. Um, my, yes. Our son was two. We uh-huh. dropped off my son, uh, with my, my mom who lives in Minnesota. And uh-huh. then we flew from there directly to Spain. So we had to, we had to definitely, uh, make some stuff work from a childcare perspective to make that work. But I get, I can only imagine how sweet the adventure would have been because I mean, kids, do you know what I mean? They add, they can take away from building that relationship, right? In many ways. So to be able to also have that one-on-one time with your wife, what a special experience just collectively. So that's awesome. Yeah. Now, we, you know, we've done, we've done a ton of trips with our kids as well, but yeah, the, you know, being able to travel and, uh, and uh, get some FaceTime with the wife is, uh, is all, always a bonus. Always a good thing. Now, the listeners out there, they might be like, who's this amazing human who gets to travel around the world with his missus and kids and make money out of it? Can you tell <laughs> us in a simple nutshell a little bit about who you are, what you get up to and things like that? Sure. So, um, you know, I was not doing this 15 years ago, mm-hmm. Angela. I was in medical devices, actually. So I went to school for uh, computer engineering and right out of school, started working at a medical device company, um, met my wife uh, in 2007. Um, and so we were very young. I was 20. She was 21. So we were babies. Um, and we had kind of normal jobs. We had normal career paths. My wife was was a preschool teacher. Again, I was in medical devices. And um, I for the longest time wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was doing all these crazy you know, projects on the side, trying to make side hustle income and all this stuff. And nothing was ever really seeming to work for me. I just kept banging my head against the wall. Right. Yeah. Um, and my wife over here uh, was like, you know what? This, this YouTube thing seems pretty interesting. I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> posting some, some videos over there. And so she, you know, started posting uh, kind of beauty, cosmetic, uh, you know, hair care type content on the, on YouTube. This was way back in the day. They had just barely, 
literally come out with the with the partner program or the AdSense yes. program, right? Where you could make money from your from at your ads on, on your videos. Um, and so, but this was like very very early days. Brands were not paying creators at this time. Again, this was 2009 when she first started her channel. Um, and slowly but surely, there started it started picking up steam. She started getting lots of subscribers and lots of followers, and um, she kind of had found this community of people on the internet who liked this thing that she did as well of some people she didn't know anyone in real life who was into beauty and, and cosmetics and stuff like that. And so a, one day a brand came into her inbox and said, Hey, uh, we'll actually compensate you to talk about us. Well, well, let me back up. It was actually free stuff first. It was like, Hey, here's a free hair curler, right? Or, hey, here's free makeup. And <laughs> yeah. she was like, just that alone was like amazing. Like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Right. Cause remember Ooh. we're really young. We don't have any money. Right. And yeah, so, totally. um, and so that was like a really exciting thing. And so, but then, you know, fast forward, let's say a year and the first, the very first brand offered to pay her to talk about them. And this was a transformative moment, Angela, because it, it, you know, we were only ever used to, you know, kind of, a paycheck from mm. one particular business, one particular uh, employer. Um, and so for the, 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 the prospect, the idea that we could make money, not just from one brand, but maybe we could find 10 other brands who, who mm. would pay us in the same way. And so it was this very first exposure to like, wow, there, there's actually ways to make money in this world that are uncapped. Right. Yes. It's not just a 3% cost of living raise that you get from your employer <laughs> yes. or, or a raise that you're hoping and praying for at the end of the year. Right. Yes. Um, and so, um, you know, fast forward and, you know, we over the years did hundreds of sponsorships with brands, but I also, um, started an influencer marketing agency. This was the other big insight was, you know, we decided, we, we realized, wow, we're actually pretty good at this thing, collaborating with brands. What if we went out there and got partnerships for other creators. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, fast forward seven years, ran that agency, paid paid out millions of dollars to other creators. Um, and so uh, had about three years ago, was sitting here thinking, I have this really interesting perspective now. I've been a creator for many years, kind of in the trenches doing deals, but also I've been behind the scenes with these big brands and these big advertisers in the boardrooms where they're deciding now how to spend a million dollars across a hundred or 200 creators. It's a very different conversation. And so um, I decided, you know, I'm going to start making some YouTube videos talking about a lot of the mistakes that I'm seeing creators make. And so this is what led to creator wizard, the education business that I run now, um, which is there was just this huge appetite for knowledge of like, how do I be professional? How do I pitch a brand? How do I price my, my worth and my value? How do I put a proposal together? How do I get them to hire me? again, you know, all these things that as business owners um, seem kind of foreign and scary, but exciting at the same time, this is what we focus on now. So it's been a, it's been a wild journey. A wild journey, but again, I'm sure there's so many lessons that have also come from there. And the fact that you've been able to look at those lessons and be able to then like package it together to be able to help others so they don't have to go down that same pathway, I think is really great. And that's again, where I think people underestimate you can go Google how to do things. You can go research things. You can go do whatever and spend hours. Or again, you can pay a little bit of money to be able to learn from people who've been doing it for years. Not, And this is the other thing. What I like about your story is it's years of doing this, years of testing this. And that I often see people who, you know, they'll come to me, they do one business, they got it up. Next thing you know, they'll call themselves a business coach. And I'm like, hold up. Do you know what I mean? You've been doing business for six, six months. How is it that you now all of a sudden can be teaching others? Whereas with you, you come with experience. And that's what drew me into learning more about you when Omar talked about it. I was like, it wasn't just like a one hit wonder. You've got mm -hmm. runs on the board, do you mean, with multiple different <laughs> brands. And that's so what's really exciting. Now, for the, for the business owner that's listening right now, they're like, okay. 
but how does this apply to me? You know, mm-hmm. or they they start the chatter, chatter, the dialogue. Do you know what I mean this isn't for me? This isn't you know I can't possibly do this. So, what type of businesses or industries have you seen that can benefit most from adding sponsorship opportunities to their business model? You know, when I got into this, Angela, I'll be totally honest. Like, I very much thought that my customer persona was the the quote unquote traditional influencer, right? The person yeah. on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram or whatever, because you, you see those people paid partnership with brand, right? You see that tag on a yes. lot of these posts on social media now, right? And so that's what the opinion that most people have of like, you know, who are the people that are getting brand deals and sponsorships and things like that. But something that was very surprising to me was that I started, people started coming out of the woodwork who have businesses that are very much not like that. They are Ooh. either maybe podcasters, they have newsletters, they have a course or a community, um, they are a business themselves and they, you know, have, uh, you know, devoted customer base or audience who, who loves everything that they're putting out. Um, and so um, it was very surprising to me because I, I just had never really expected that like there was this whole other swath of, of people out there in the world who actually they raise their hand and they say, you know, I'm not, I don't like dance on the internet, but I, I'm actually, you know, I think I sponsorships are for me too. And so I, I've started, you know, over the last several years working with all, like lots of different types of creators in, in, in business owners in, in really surprising niches, um, you know, from a, uh, you know, person who runs a community of software automation testers to a person who has a podcast teaching uh, lawn care professionals how to grow their businesses. Um, you know, you you name it. Um, like I, I probably worked with someone in a very hyper specific niche. And the amazing thing about this is that they are they they all have very, very robust and lucrative sponsorship businesses because you know why, Angela? It's because they are a massive fish in a small pond. Mm. The brands and the companies in their industries, there's not a lot of people who have built up an audience. And so, yeah, maybe the audience is only 5,000 or 10,000 professionals, or maybe it's, you know, maybe even less, right? But those are the decision makers. Those are the people. There's there's really, it's very difficult sometimes to find creative ways to market to your ideal, um, you know, customer base as a brand. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's that's really the the mindset shift that I hope everyone listening has is that, yeah, you may not have thought that they were for you uh, like prior to today, but mm-hmm. maybe you maybe you might change your tune. I like that because I think sometimes in the sponsorship space, we hear the words creator or we hear the words influencer, right? And therefore we automatically mm-hmm. dismiss ourselves because we don't see ourselves as one of those people, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember I was quote unquote, um, one of Australia's leading influencers here in Australia where I was signed with Netflix, Club Meds, Hilton's, etc. But I still never, I had a really hard time still considering myself an influencer. I was just like, I'm just a mom doing cool shit. Do you know what I mean? And I get to share it with my audience. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you start and you're having doubt that this isn't for you, I do encourage you to continue to listen because I was just saying before we hit record, I'm running a silent retreat in July and I was looking at paying people, right? Sponsorship money to work with, you know, yoga studios, Claudio studios, et cetera, that have my audience that I want also to be able to attend. And when I reached out to them, I was like, Hey, I'd like to pay you to be able to access your audience. And they're just like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, like I said, <laughs> they're like, and they, you know, one of the things was like, well, we can't just give you the emails. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want your emails. That's unethical and illegal. I was like, I want to be able to write some 
copy, write an email for you that you would then send out to your email list and share on socials. And they're like, and you want to pay me? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so there, you could just see that they'd never even thought about that before. Um, you know, same thing with like Sound Healing Australia, for example. I reached out to Maddie and I was like, Maddie, I want to pay you. And, he, and again, he was like, for real? And I was like, yeah, your people are the people that I want to attend. He's like, sweet, I'm in. I was like, well, send me the invoice. So there really are like, you know, that saying a million ways to skin a cat. And I do believe that again, with sponsorship, each and every one of us have an opportunity to be able to add this to our revenue streams. Now, can I, can I, can I interject and say something real quick about yeah. that? Because I think this is a really, really important point here, which is that a lot of online business owners, a lot of folks in this position think that they just have to wait for people to land in their inbox mm. with a, an opportunity like this, uh, like mm. a, a you, basically a you yeah. to land in their inbox and be like, hey, let me pay you to like mm. share more information about my brand, my product, my service, et cetera. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You can actually be the one to proactively go out there mm. and uh, pitch uh, a collaboration idea to your dream brand or your dream company. Mm. Um, because, uh, you know, a lot of times they don't know who you are. You're not mm. on their radar for whatever reason. And it actually takes you shooting your shot and going out there and again, doing some research on what's going on in their world to get them excited about this potential idea. Um, and we can go into that further about kind of the dynamics of how you put a, a pitch together like this. But I just want everyone to hear, like, you don't have to wait for them to come to you. <laughs> I think that's the thing is I think so often business owners collectively wait. They wait for someone to go to their website and then find out about them and reach out to them. It's like, if you, again, I'm constantly proactive. Like, again, I was proactive by reaching out to Omar, which then got onto you. Like, we can't sit and wait. And one of the key things that I believe we're missing is action. It's just a numbers game. Like, a lot of people will also have that self-doubt. Well, people are going to say no. You're probably going to get more no's than you are yeses. But all you need is one yes, and then the second yes, and then you gain momentum from there. And so there are also, remember, I don't know what your thoughts are, Justin, but like I was just talking about like that company, those companies that I reached out to, most people are so consumed with just running their business that they haven't even thought of other ways of doing things. So by you being proactive and doing cold outreach and, and presenting to them, look at this awesomeness that I can do to increase your visibility, your brand, your revenue, people will be like, I think they'll be like a little bit mind blowing. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day women in business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Now, businesses out there are going, okay, this sounds great. I can be proactive. I can take action. But what, obviously, yes, you're going to see revenue as one of the benefits with incorporating sponsorship into a business revenue strategy. But what other benefits have you seen with people doing sponsorships? Well, you know, 
I, I talk about this idea of sponsorships being audience slash customer first, because mm -hmm. what a lot of people think of is that they, they, they're very, um, like narcissistic when it comes to thinking about what are, the, what are the brands that would be perfect for me? Well, let me just go and think about the tools that I personally love and use. That's where it starts. It's like, okay, oh, this email service provider or this, you know, uh, other tool or physical product or whatever it is. I'm going to reach out to them and say, hey, I love your your product. I've been using it for three years, right? Which is just not interesting in any way. That's to total table stakes. That's the yeah. pitch that that brand or company gets all day long. They just deleted your email or they ghosted you, right? Yeah. Um, and so um, this exercise that I encourage people to go through is like, no, it's not actually about you. Do you know what brands really care about is they care about accessing a pool of prospective customers, i.e. your audience, yes. right? And so what you have to do is go straight to the source and you go to your audience and do what I call your kind of some psychographic research. You put out a survey on your weekly newsletter or you put out a survey on your social media, Instagram stories. It, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated, right? Maybe it's a type form or a Google form survey or something. And you say, hey, I want to I want to learn more about you. Why? Like, what is the primary reason that you're following me or what is the primary reason that you're patronizing my my brand or my products or whatever? What is you know, what are the, um, you know, brands and products and, and services that you're using and loving right now, like other mm. brands. Right. And the, the really amazing thing about that is you may get some uh, responses back from that survey where you're like, wow, I didn't actually realize that 30 percent of my customers or 30 percent of the respondents of the survey have this particular job or they have this particular issue that's keeping them up at night. Um, and they, they have this particular interest in these other types of tools and products. I should better go reach out to you know, QuickBooks over here or some other, you know, bookkeeping software or something, um, mm -hmm. because it seems like these small business owners on my list are having this issue. So I'm going to go pitch them. And, and, you know, that pitch is now so much more compelling because you're now saying, hey, I have all these people in my audience who have this problem. It's no longer, oh, I, I need to, I, you know, I'm a, I love your you know, bookkeeping software. I've been using it for four years. No, they don't care about that. And mm -hmm. so, so it's a, it's a, it's a big game changer because now sponsorships feel awesome because it's service first. You know, that when you forge this deal and when you tell every Everyone in your audience about you know this particular solution, you're going to feel great about that because uh, they you already identified that as a problem that they have. Mm, I love it, and again, I just think that what a great also. I mean, I love surveying my audience. There's so much goodness that comes with it. I also remember Pat Flynn. We were speaking at we are podcast together one year, and Pat was talking about how he was producing all this content for his audience because he thought that they were already kind of making 10k months and higher. And when he went and surveyed his audience, he came back and they were like predominantly like beginners. They hadn't even hit $500,000 a month. So Pat mm -hmm. quickly changed his content around that. And then his other parts of his business didn't mean accelerated because he was hitting what his audience needed. So I love that, again, being able to survey your audience, it's a great benefit because not only can you add that to the sponsorship side of things, but you get insights about your own content, how you might be able to create a different offer for them mm -hmm. and something else. So no, I love that. Now, do businesses that want to add sponsorship to their business need to have a certain audience size, like email list following, or are there other metrics that companies are predominantly looking for? So there's some, there's a concept that I, I like to talk about called the sponsorship continuum. Uh -huh. See a lot of, you know, business owners, a lot of creatives, people who have built up audiences, even, even small audiences think that, you know, I, I'm not going to ever dream about reaching out for, to a brand or a company to for a collaboration proposal until I hit some sort of 
arbitrary threshold, 10,000 followers, whatever, mm-hmm. 10,000 subscribers, 10,000, you know, 1,000 newsletter subscribers, whatever your, your, your content format is. Um, and maybe that's because one brand or one company told you that one time, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like, sorry, you reached out and they're like, oh, we only work with people who have this many followers or something. And you're just like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess that's how it is for every company, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and so, um, you know, what I like to say is that when you're just starting out and you don't have a lot, a ton of experience, you don't have a large audience, you don't have a lot of influence. If you're, if you're, pitch when you reach out to a brand is, Hey, I would love to talk about you to my 200 YouTube subscribers. That's likely not going to move the needle for them. So that's right. probably not what you should be pitching. You know what you should be pitching? You, you go and you do an audit of their social media presence and you say, Hey, I noticed that, you know, I, I took a look at a, of the way in which you're presenting yourself brand on the internet. I think there's a, a, there's a way to tell your brand story in a much more compelling uh, fashion in the following ways. I can create, you know, some content for you on an ongoing basis. And Hey, Oh, by the way, go look at my YouTube channel because that is my portfolio mm-hmm. that will illustrate that I have credibility. So, so when you're in the beginning, you're, you're going to be pitching something different. And so now, okay, let's, let's say we grow a little bit, right? We're in the middle of the continuum now. Right. And yeah, maybe you are getting thousands of, of opens or thousands of views or downloads on your, your podcast or whatever it is. Um, yeah, maybe the pitch is a hybrid now. Maybe it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll make some content for you, you to use brand, maybe for you to run paid advertising with this content. And then, yeah, maybe I will now post some of that on my platforms because I have this organic distribution now. And then finally we're at the very, you know, we're, we're really achieving some scale. Now we're getting tens of thousands of views or tens you know, of thousands of listens or whatever on our podcast. Um, yeah, maybe the pitch now is I'm going to talk about your brand specifically natively on my platform. That's the whole point of it because it is going to move the needle now, right? And so I love talking about this continuum because it gives people permission to like, no, there's no threshold. There's no arbitrary limit where, where, oh, you can only pitch brands or work with brands when you get to a certain amount. It's like, it's just what you pitch changes based on where you're at. Yeah, no, I love that. And again, it's just reframing it right so instead of looking at i only have 200 whatever and people are like want want because vanity metrics people do from a psychology perspective mm-hmm. still look at that but you like again how you reframed it is you've given them how it's going to benefit them how it's leading for them and then by the way come look at my portfolio you're not even highlighting that it only has 200 people no i love mm-hmm. that now what are the main things that people need to consider in order for sponsorships to work well? Like, do you have a framework? Are there any steps that you would want people to consider? What does that look like? Oh, do I have a framework, Angela? <laughs> All right. It, it, it is called the sponsorship wheel. And uh-huh. it is my eight step uh, methodology to help you land consistent, well-paying sponsorships. So uh-huh. um, step one is pitch. Step two is negotiate. Step three is contract. Step four is concept. Step five is produced. Step six is feedback. Step seven is publication. And step eight is analyze. And there's a very specific reason that I designed this in a wheel because anyone who's, who's listening here, who has a a business and is familiar with the concept of a sales pipeline. um, You know, this is something that I think is kind of a foreign concept to, to certain types of creatives. They've never really done anything like this before, but it's the lifeblood of any business worth their salt. And what I, I like to sit creatives down, I like to sit online business owners down and say, look, if you if partnerships are a major way in which you believe you should be deriving revenue as a business, um, you can't just rely on, you know, these opportunities landing in your inbox. You have to be proactively tracking this stuff. And if you notice that you're light 
in, you know, a certain area of your sponsorship wheel, let's say the pitching phase, right? You don't have a lot of opportunities, like initial conversations that you're happening right now. You better go out there and start, you know, uh, pitching those, those opportunities, right? Um, you can't just rely on, on, you know, that, that foot traffic coming into your, uh, brick and mortar without doing any advertising, right? Like there, you, ha- you really have to be uh, thoughtful about how you're doing this. And so this is my framework. And in fact, I have a, uh, I turned my framework into a free assessment. Uh, it's just creatorwizard.com slash a snapshot. And you can actually take a, it's like a seven minute, seven to 10 minute survey where you can kind of rate yourself on all the various areas and, and, and the strengths. And, uh, you get this really beautiful report sent back to you, uh, to kind of give you a, a, an illustration of like kind of where you're at. And so, yeah, it's been really, it's been a blast kind of codifying this methodology because um, one of the surprising things, and I think you'll probably appreciate this, Angela, is that when I, I have a program called brand deal wizard, which is a, like kind of my signature um, uh, course that people go through to learn about sponsorships. And initially the outcome, the kind of the transformation that I was promising was like, go through my program, you'll get uh, you know, you'll make more money, right? You'll make yeah. more money on your brand deals. You're going to sponsorship that previously you would have gotten paid a thousand, but using the negotiation tactics, now you got paid 10 K or whatever, something like that. Right. So yeah. it's like a, a quantifiable, measurable outcome from the program. But one of the most interesting things I learned was that I had a lot of people signing up for the, for the program that weren't quite there yet, but they, they felt as though they wanted to be equipped with the knowledge so that mm-hmm. when they were at that point uh, to do p- partnerships, that they had all the templates and the strategies and the tactics that they needed to actually do it right. And so the, the, the beautiful thing about this assessment is that now when people take it, because they take it at the beginning and at the end, and they can kind of witness like the growth that they've experienced. And so they go from like, let's say a 48% um, cumulatively to a 90%. And they're like, wow, you know, I didn't get a brand deal yet, like yet even after I've gone through the program, but like I, I've learned so much. Like my report, I, I've learned. You know, I've, I've increased thirty five percent on my competency from this assessment. So I, I love the framework for that reason because it helps the the uh, a whole other type of of student um, realize that they had this uh, profound transformation as well. I love that because education is power, right? When you're educated with this understanding, and there's other ways that I would suspect that aren't even probably measured, for example. So let's like look at, I know, I think step three of your wheel is contract, for example, right? Mm -hmm. I know there's lots of clients when they first start working with me, I'm like, what's your contract for your services? And they're like, what do you mean I need a contract? I'm like, do you want to get sued? Like, especially and I, I'm, I'm from Canada, but I've lived in America where I was a licensed clinical social worker. And one of the first things they teach you is you will be sued. It's America. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm very big about have your contracts in place, have your legals in place. So those amazing humans who are going through your program will have learned other things too, than just getting the next, do you know what I mean? Um, sponsorship mm-hmm. deal. And that I think is powerful. And if more people, in my opinion, were equipped with better knowledge, I think more businesses would succeed versus doing you know I mean? closing up shop. But that's just my, excuse me, my opinion on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now, for those amazing humans who are like, um, I think sponsorship could be what I want. They can go and do this assessment that you've talked about. But where else like, do you have anything coming up? Do you have any programs? I know you briefly spoke about your program, but how else can they connect with you? How else can they learn from you? And where can they find you? I appreciate that, Angela. Yeah. So um, I have a four times weekly newsletter at creatorwizard.com slash join. Um, and the reason that you're going to want to sign up for it, anyone listening, is that I send you paid sponsorship opportunities for free every single week. <laughs> and so these are like curated, uh, served up to you on a silver platter of like, hey, these are brands and companies that are currently trying to find 
creatives, creators, influencers, business owners to partner with actively. Right. Um, And so and so that's one of the types of things. But I also send out, you know, I, I, I have a lot of YouTube videos and podcasts and articles and stuff all on this topic of like pitching, negotiating um, partnerships and that type of thing. So if that's up your alley, then uh, yeah, creatorwizard.com slash join is the best place to go. Fantastic. And I love it. And I do have one final question before we wrap up this awesome episode, which is looking back on your business journey, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Wow. What a great question. Um, Money is a byproduct of service. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, um, I all, when I started educating creators, it was never, I was never focused on like making a ton of money. And, and in fact, the vast, vast majority of my stuff, uh, my content out there is free, right? I, I even, I have tons of public coaching calls that are, that are like free that I posted on my YouTube channel too. Cause my, my logic is like, I don't care if 99.9% of people never pay me. I'm not in this for the money. Um, but yeah, if, if, if you need more detailed support, yeah, sure. Here's a course, here's coaching. Like I'm, you know, it's not, but like, honestly, I really, truly, like I mentioned, my wife and I have this really robust business. We're still creators. We've been doing this 15 years. Um, and so it's like, I think I, I, I had kind of the luxury to um, really look at this from a service perspective. And so all of the success and the growth and the revenue and all the stuff that's happened over the last couple of years has been totally surprising to me, but also not surprising because, uh, you know, I think when, when, when you're, when you interact with people and they really fundamentally feel like you're not trying to sell them something, you're just trying to help them, um, Mm -hmm. that, that makes them want to spread the word. And so I think the word of mouth factor, um, has been huge for my business because I've never, I've never like gone on a podcast and like, Oh my God, I got 10,000 email subscribers in one episode. It's never been that for me. It's always been kind of like a grind. Like I speak to this person's 20 person private community or this person's small podcast. Right. And so it's just been this kind of small service based approach. I help people in the DMS. I help people over email. And, uh, and so it's grown up into this, uh, kind of iteratively slowly over time, it's grown up into, into something really meaningful. No, I love that. And I think often, I think it's okay to want to make money, but I also Mm -hmm. think that it more Mm -hmm. important, like what you said, is it's a, like leading with love. And I think in a place, in a world where people are, are taking, where people are transactions, where people are just numbers, I think people want to be feel seen, feel heard, feel wanted more than ever before. And I absolutely adore that you're about helping people in the DMs, doing your content for free. Do you know what I mean? And like, you're like, yeah, you want my stuff? Buy my stuff. But I'm still going to do all these other things and still lead with love and light. And I think it's so important and it's refreshing, you know, um, to hear because I think more people in our industries need I would want them to do it, but I can't ever make anyone do do anything that they don't want to do. So yes, well, listen, thank you so much for your time today. I know it's getting nighttime over uh, back in the good old US of A. So I really appreciate you. I appreciate your honesty, but I also just appreciate your awesomeness. So for those of you considering anything around sponsorship, now that I was introduced to Justin, I've been consuming his own contact. I am, in fact, actually looking at booking a one-on-one with you very shortly. Uh, Obviously, I just had emergency back surgery, so we're still getting in the swing of things. So again, I strongly suggest that you go because there's very few people, hence why I've never had anyone on this podcast talking about this topic, um, that either do it or do it well. So as you know, I only bring people that are reputable onto the podcast and share their awesomeness. So thank you so much, Justin. And if you need anything, please remember that the show notes will be over at AngelaHenderson.com.au where we'll make sure that we've got all of Justin's contact details, links, et cetera, for you to access Justin. But thanks again, Justin. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks so much, Angela. It was a blast. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.